Welcome back to another episode of Old Man and the G. This is Mike Nagrant with Grayson Nagrant, and we're back to preview the semifinals in the... Is it the semifinals? It is the semifinals. Right. It's the conference championships for AFC and NFC. Right. Uh, semifinals are like hockey. I mean, yeah, but it's still semifinals. It could be anything. All right. So, anyways, we're here to preview the divisional championships, the NFC and the AFC finals before we get to the Super Bowl. And most importantly, as everybody knows, huge Lions fans here on Old Man and the G. And what happened last week, Grayson? Well, they won. And they didn't just win, but their team just, I mean, I mean, they didn't just win, but the, it was a big win. And, I mean, I know it's the Buccaneers, and a lot of people call them not, like, real real contenders or real, like, they shouldn't have been there. I mean, the NFC South itself was, like, a really uncompetitive division they only were nine and eight i believe on the season so it's obviously not as impressive but baker mayfield's for real i mean when he's in his bag you could tell he was i mean he was he was like he was getting a lot of touchdowns he was you were watching the game too i mean what were your thoughts on baker mayfield's play well as we know i was in vegas i was on route in the plane i was able to watch the game in the plane Mom told me you were so happy you went outside and screamed is that true yes i was running around the house i mean it's like it's not very often you see the Lions win, uh, yet alone a playoff game, yet alone a chance at the Super Bowl. So it's yeah. pretty insane. I got off the plane with a few minutes left to go, and I was not going to risk getting in like a cab or something and losing the broadcast. So I watched it in the Las Vegas airport, and uh, when that last interception uh, on on the drive uh, where we intercepted, where the Lions intercepted the ball. I basically stood up and screamed, and everybody looked at me like I was crazy. Uh, but you know what? That's what you got to do for your team, right? 100%, and especially the team that hasn't made it this far in how long now? Who knows? I mean, and they've never made a Super Bowl ever. That's right. 1957, last championship, but not a Super Bowl, pre-Super Bowl area. And, you know, it's the thing. interesting thing about the Lions is they were dominant in the pre-Super Bowl area. They had three championships in, like, I think 13 years. That's very true. I mean, obviously, teams changed a lot. It's a, one of the youngest teams in the NFL, and they're not just young guys who are just sitting there and not playing well. But, I mean, hey, every one of them is doing their job in exactly how you'd love to see it as a fan. So It's interesting because I have friends who were, like, Eagles fans, right? And I saw how happy they were when the Eagles won the Super Bowl. And, you know, it's funny because they had just won a Super Bowl not too far before that, right? And uh, but just seeing sort of that joy in people's face and now I can feel it, right? Like we're so close to the Super Bowl and I'm already like imagining what it would be like not only to be there, but also to win. And I don't mean to like jinx the team, but it's like a real feeling. It's like a real vibe, right? When you've been waiting this long for something to happen. Yeah. I mean, a hundred percent and nothing is, there's no better vibe than a team that hasn't ever made it or it's made it in the fifties, but that's pretty super player. I mean, everyone wants to see the underdog win, you know, I don't want to say like, Oh, Lions and America's team, but everyone wants to see the Lions win. Who is not a fan of the other three teams, at least from what I've heard in my friend group and inner circles. But I mean, it's great. Everyone loves the underdog. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure Brock Purdy's mom is cheering for the Lions. <laughs> I, you know, it's funny. Cause I saw Jake Moody, uh, was uh, he? His parents are big uh, Lions fans, obviously, because he's from Michigan. Their family's from there, but they got to root for their son. But they said either way, they're gonna be happy. So, it's funny. Uh, I think it, I just think I mean it's great. Obviously, the Lions made it this f- like far. It's a vibe. The fans are awesome. 
uh, Rams players and Buccaneers players saying it's one of the loudest things they've ever heard in their life. It hurt their ears. Uh, but, I mean, yeah, obviously the crowd, the vibe's immaculate, and and it's not the same as when it's just a team that's made it over and over, like the Chiefs fans who st- obviously still bring the you know, the noise and like the fan base is very good, but I don't think anyone's going to appreciate it more than the lions who have never been there and struggled so many years. I mean, I think the lions won this game again, full team effort, right? Like there were no like real stars. It was everybody contributed Laporta, uh, Reynolds again, uh, obviously golf, uh, Amon Ra had some key catches. The defense played clutch, and I think that's how you win a Super Bowl. You can't just rely on like one star player. I, I think that's the problem that happened with Miami. I mean, they do have a stacked team, but everybody got hurt. And then it kind of came down to Tyreek, and Tyreek got hurt. So, in order to pull this off, everybody's got to come, right? Hundred percent. I mean, now that we're like talking about them, like, I mean, how do you feel about this matchup versus the Niners? Do you have any like certain opinions about it? The players on the Niners. I mean, I'll just refresh you a few names: Kittle, Debo Samuel, Ayuk, obviously Purdy. You know. Uh, Christian McCaffrey is uh, up for MVP this year as a running back, and he has a very good shot at winning it, too. So, I mean, a lot of offensive weapons, a lot of all pros, pro bowlers. So, what do you think? I mean, I think, you know, Laporta's played better than Kittle in the last, you know, half of the season. So, we should be proud on it. We probably have the better tight end right now. Um, you know, you could argue Purdy's obviously a little bit better than Goff, but Goff has been clutch in these these couple playoff games. So, um, we don't need a big effort from everybody. We just need a consistent effort from everybody. Um, because I, yeah, the 49ers got some good players, but it's not, uh, you know, this is an impossible team to beat. 100%. And that's what I've been trying to preach all week. I mean, I think Purdy, myself, and I'm probably, I mean, people are going to be mad at this who are Niners fans, but I don't think myself that Purdy's that special. But I do think he's got a lot of special players around him, and Trent Williams, an O lineman who I believe it's like the stat is like he hasn't given up a sack in three years or something. He's one of the be- if he's the best. Is that tackle. right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's given up pressures. I think, but I mean he's huge and he's been great in the league for a while now, and everyone knows him. Trent Williams, uh, you can look him up after this, but yeah. I'm not sure if that stat's still pending or what, but I, all I know is he's really good and he doesn't give up sacks normally. Speaking of linemen, nobody talks about them except for Jason Kelsey. And uh, the but also I wanted to mention that the Lions O line that's the best in football right well, now, barring an injury now though to our left guard, that's going to be one of the tough spots. Well, that's what I just want to bring up is uh, last week what I was really paying attention to is Penny Sewell. I mean, they pulled him a couple times and you know he made key blocks that were key plays during the game and. I remember you talking about before he was drafted who this kid was, and I was like, I don't even know who that is. And oh, Lyman, right? Like top six pick? That's not worth it. Right. Okay. I was like, this is crazy, and you knew, you knew. I mean, me, I wanted. You know, I don't know if you remember. I really wanted Jamar Chase on that day. I was really. I came. I remember coming downstairs to you saying, like, Dad, we could draft Jamar Chase. We could draft Jamar Chase. And unfortunately, I think he went the pick right before us. And I was like, oh, well, I have to settle for Penny Sewell, which I wasn't mad about because I knew O-line's always going to help. But it's like, you know, obviously it's it's still hard to believe in that high of a pick for an O-lineman ever. But, I mean, hey, it was clearly not a bad one, and he's he's so good. And you know who, every other piece of this O-line is just as good as well. You know who wishes he had Penny Sewell, Justin Fields? 100%, man. I mean, a lot of quarterbacks do wish they just had any one of these guys on the Lions or Niners O-line. But All right. Why don't you call the score? Ooh, I think it's going to be, I don't know, it's tough. Because another thing I did want to mention was that the corner 
for the Lions has given up a lot of yards to those wide receiver ones. Cam Sutton, uh, Puka Nakua had 180 yards against us, and Mike Evans had 130. I don't, I don't want that to happen this game, but I do think it's going to be pretty offensive. These are offensive powerhouses, and not as great on defense, even though they do have the defenses. I'm going to call it a very high-scoring game of 42 to 35. All right, let's move on to Pistol Pat Mahomes. Nobody calls him that, but <laughs> Pat Patchy Patty Pat Patrick okay. Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. So. Two of the best scrambling quarterbacks, two crazy arms. Um, is this going to be a shootout? Or I mean, I Ravens defense should uh, shut the the Chiefs down a little bit. But what are you thinking about this? I mean, everyone knows the Ravens are at least right now everyone's favorite to win. Everyone's. Uh, I mean, I mean they, they they have everything: offense, defense. Like they're not bad at any given thing. I mean, they have it all. You can't name a weakness to this team. You could try. There's maybe some spots that are weaker than others, but there's really no t- point that you can just go and attack and be like, eh. I mean, you could try to list them, and it'd be really hard to find one. And even if you got one, it'd probably be something pity. Like, they don't even have on special teams any issues, I feel like. But obviously, Mahomes is going to do Mahomes things. He's been here before. No one knows the stage better than the Kansas City Chiefs, multiple time Super Bowl champs in like the last five years. So, I mean, but. Ravens, man, they're a mean team. They look like they got the MVP at quarterback right now. They're getting their tight end, Mark Andrews, back here. who has been gone for most of the season, but was a t- the top target for Lamar. Uh, and it has been for a while in this offense before he was injured earlier. So, I mean, I don't think anything else could be trending better for the Ravens. I think this Chiefs team is the weakest it's been in years. Uh, and they're 100% beatable. But, I mean, hey, never count out the Chiefs. You got 100% say that and me personally i'll be rooting for the ravens in this game if, uh just who for who's interested just because who wants to see the chiefs go to the super bowl again yeah. man no one wants to see that they've gotten their championships they should be happy they have a great team and i'm sure they'll be back on the stage I mean, next year so jackson and Brittany mahomes want to see <laughs> no one wants to see that man um so i have not actually looked at the lines what are the who i who are the favorite i mean i assume the ravens are the favorite and then 49ers right or yes that is true i think the uh, niners are like minus 300 or something and the ravens are more minus 200 or something but they're both pretty what's the point spreads do we know uh for the lions game i believe it was like plus six and a half so it's like do you think they'll be within a touchdown mm. which i think i would take the the spread for the lions for sure if i were a betting man but the niners uh or the ravens game i'm not quite sure honestly but okay all right why don't you call the score on this one this one man it's it's tough this could go anyway i don't think i'll get this right but hey if i do um i would go like 31 27 Ravens. Okay. okay, so we mentioned Justin Fields. We should talk about uh, the new offensive coordinator pick really quick of the Bears. What do you think about that? What's his name? What's he do? Shane Waldron of the uh, Seahawks, former Seahawks coach, and also many other teams. Uh, I believe he he was a coach of Jared Goff. I know that he coached Russell Wilson for a few years in Seattle, and he's coached Geno Smith, obviously. And I believe there's one more pretty key name I'm missing there, but. I don't know. All I know is Coach Jared Goff, and obviously he's decent, or not more. He's better than decent. He's he led this team on that Rams team to like a Super Bowl, and he's could do it again this year. So 
Russell Wilson, obviously, you know how many good years he had in Seattle. And then Geno Smith took Geno Smith from a guy everyone thought was just going to be like, oh, now they have no answer at quarterback. And, I mean, Geno's pretty damn decent now. So. Yeah, I mean, but people are speculating he's going to want to draft, uh, you know, uh, Caleb. And uh, maybe uh, I think they're saying Fields maybe quick trade or quick uh, drop off to the Patriots. Um, well, know, yeah. I don't know if you know this, but he brought – they brought some luggage in with them with our, their quarterbacks coach also coming out of Seattle that they recently hired. I think it was either today or yesterday. Uh, I think his, his name's Cliff something. I don't know. I know he's a former uh, CFL quarterback, Canadian football league, and he rushed for a thousand yards in that league too. So th- that also makes me think like, do they want, I think it's still a complete toss up, honestly. I think maybe they're leaning a little towards Caleb as much as I hate to say it, but I don't think anything's a hundred percent right now, and I know Poles loves Fields. I know Eberflus still there, and he loves Fields. Like, but I mean, it's gonna. I mean, I think it's gonna be a surprise on draft day or until the day before it. And it's. I mean, I really do hope they keep him because I like what we got in him, and I don't think there's the need. We have bigger needs, is what I'm trying to say. And who are uh, there? Who are the first round linemen uh, possibilities uh, that that are out there for this draft? I don't actually know a lot, but I do know one. Joe Alt from Notre Dame is the top guy, a okay. tackle. Uh, a lot of people have him in the discussion. Is he a left tackle or right tackle, do you know? It's a tackle. He can play wherever. I, I'm not exactly sure, but I mean, either way, they'll put him where they want to put him. Because that's the one thing. I think if they can identify like a really strong game-changing offensive lineman that they can get along with a good receiver – uh, yeah. Darnell Wright had a pretty decent season, and he's our tackle, our right tackle, I believe. Uh, right, and he's a rookie, and and so I don't see them replacing him. So, it would either be a left tackle or a we interior lineman, but also D lineman as well. Uh, yeah, know, I'm just saying safety. Just, there's just, a lot of needs. Justin needs protection. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, no, there's a lot of needs. I mean, for sure, and I mean, whatever they do, I just hope. I mean, they don't mess it up going forward. I don't mind even taking Caleb if, but you gotta. You cannot mess this up. If you take Caleb and he turns out to not be the answer, that's just going to make everyone else more and more mad than if you would have just kept Fields and even he was like not as good as people wanted him to be because so many years of this Bears constant loop of quarterback drafting, he seems good and then he's just gone. So, yeah, I agree. I, I, I mean, Bears keep making the mistake of repeating the cycle. I mean, that's the one interesting thing about the Lions, right? Uh, you know, Dan Campbell had a losing season. And everybody, oh, and right, everybody was like, get rid of him. First, the second season did not start as well. They did oh, yeah. come back. And he did also play on the 0 and 16 team. That's what I was trying to say. But, but yeah, I know he had a losing team. But you know, Sheila Hamp, you know, Ford or whatever, uh, the owner, she basically was like, no, we've made that mistake in the past. We've gone through the cycle where we get rid of people too soon. That's what I'm saying. And so, I, I mean, there's an Sometimes argument. Sometimes you got to trust your guys, man. You got them in there for a reason. You liked them on draft day. You liked them when you hired them. Whatever it may be, and look at where Dan Campbell's now. I personally think he should win Coach of the Year. I know he's one of the top guys, even if he doesn't win it. In my book, he's the coach there, and he is the NFC Coach of the Year. Uh, so, I mean, hey, you gotta stick with the guys you draft sometimes, and it's just, I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, just I want to stick with Fields. Chicago wants to stick with Fields' majority vote. All right, let's yeah. let's finish it up by talking about another coach who we did not get. But the San Diego Chargers seem to have gotten Jim Harbaugh. So, I mean, no surprise, right? We figured he was either going to Southern California or staying at Michigan because um, I know his family's in Southern California. Now he's going to be matched up with uh, Herbert, right? 
Uh, that seems like a pretty good match. Uh, what do you think about that move? You know, I love it for the Chargers. I really think that's going to be a great move down the line for them. They're going to change a lot in their team going forward, I feel like, and they still have that young core to build around. But I think it's more it's still more of like a blow-up year to get people to get because they're not going to get rid of Herbert. There's no way. I mean, he's he's proved that he's can be he can be good, and they have good pieces, but a lot of them are older now. So, I mean, I think – They'll try to really rebuild around him, and Harbaugh, being the coach he is, is probably going to give him the best shot they can at getting far this year. And uh, I also heard that Harbaugh was fully uh, in – he wanted to go to the Bears. That was one of his top options, but the Bears just straight right. up denied him with Everflus, which makes me really sad because I think that would have been a great United, uh, uniting, even though I do believe that Everflus' defensive skills have really made me a more more of a fan of him. Uh, through the end of this, I'm just glad we have like a full reset on offense besides him. And I think it- so, so. I don't know if you remember that restaurant we went to Daisy's in Logan Square with the pasta that you liked. So we went. It's one of the few meals you've gone to with us this year. And uh, the chef Joe Froman is like a really big Bears fan, and he posted a thing on Instagram about how the Bears are like the dumbest team ever for like passing on Jim Harbaugh. So a lot of people kind of share that feeling, right? Hundred percent, man. I mean. I mean, everyone, every, I mean, it just feels like the Bears never do anything right. But like you just said, sometimes it's about sticking with your guys. And Eberflus, while he may have not had the best season, he may have not had the best two seasons, you're not giving him a lot to work with. And we saw a lot of great things out of this defense. Top rushing def- defense in the league, I don't know if you knew that, and second best rushing offense in the league. So, I mean, there's a lot of things we do know how to do well, but there's a lot of things we got to sure up. And you guys got to remember that. Bears won seven games this season. Last season, they won three. So improvement is happening. And I think if you stick with fields and you draft guys around them, how could it get any worse? You know what I mean? So Yeah, so I mean the other side of this, of course, is people might be sad for Michigan, but I'm really excited because I think they're going to go with Sharon Moore. Uh, you know, he had that fantastic performance like while Harbaugh right? was out. So for me, I mean, they're going to lose talent this year, obviously, to the draft, and I think they're going to be in a rebuild um, maybe for the next year or two. Um, but the flip side of it is I don't feel that I feel like that's an, I, I, frankly, in my opinion, at least an equal in terms of a, a, a good a next coach option. Yeah, that's another very important thing to know that you just brought up. Like Michigan football is going to take a big hit from this. They've lost a lot. I mean, majority of their guys, their wide receiver one gone, their quarterback one gone, their uh, running back one gone, two running back one and two gone. I mean, they lost a lot of guys. I'm sure a lot of recruits are leaving now because Harbaugh's gone. It's not. It's going to be rough this year for them. But hey, they got their national championship. You can't be mad about that. And they're going to still have guys. And I'm sure a lot of people are excited about the Alexander Orgy and Sharon Moore potential duo next year. Indeed. All right. Well, let's wrap this up. Anything else you want to say before we get on out of here? Um. No, not really. But go Lions, man. Go Lions. Let's go beat them Niners. All right, everybody out there. Thanks for listening. As always, to Old Man and the G. Please leave us a review on Apple. Uh, iTunes or uh, also in Spotify. We're on Spotify. We're on Stitcher Radio. And again, if there's anywhere you want us to be in your ears, let us know. Um, We look forward to talking to you next week.